Welcome Good morning, Jia Good news to start with. Uh, our good friends Kieran and Orla Stanton from New York have been awarded the Presidential Distinguished Service Award for the Irish Abroad by President Michal O'Higgins. The award scheme was established 11 years ago. It is a formal recognition of the service given to the Irish state or to Irish communities within the diaspora by individuals who live abroad. Nominees don't have to be Irish citizens or even entitled to Irish citizenship or from an Irish background. Their nomination in the award relates to the contribution they make to people's lives in the arts or sport, in business or education, in charitable work, community support, peace and reconciliation, or in the sciences and IT. Like Kieran, who is from Mayo, and Orla, who is from Louth, fully deserve this reward, and I commend them with all my heart. I first met this couple in the 1990s, before they were married. Kieran was the co-founder of the Irish Lobby for Immigration Reform in the USA, and he was very active in support of the undocumented Irish and was lobbying the US government to regulate their status. He was also a key activist in winning support within Irish America for the peace process. When I first traveled to the USA on my 48-hour Clinton visa to New York in February 1994, Kieran was there. Later after the IRA cessation, he was intimately involved in planning the visits by Sinn Féin delegations. He never stopped. Kieran was constantly planning, organizing transport, hotels, accommodation, venues, meals. Well, an odd time he fed us. He also exhausted us. I got to know him very well in that time and his soon-to-be wife, Orla. When they married, the wedding and reception was held in County Kevin and we were all there to celebrate with them. Rory was their firstborn. Kieran brought him along to our hotel in New York for us to meet. He was a proud, doting father, and Orla was an attentive, loving mother. In the years afterwards, I watched Rory grow and grow and grow. I met him in Ireland and in the USA. At 12 years old, he was a big Five foot nine, Buhl with bright red hair, a great mop of red hair. He was enthusiastic, intelligent, politically astute, a good young person. Unlike me, one of his heroes was Rosa Parks, who refused to sit at the back of the bus. He was also very proud of the contribution his father and mother and his uncle, Nell O'Dowd, publisher, the contribution they made to the peace process. Rory also wanted to fly. He was in awe of the successful ditching in 2009 by pilot Chesley B. Sullenberger of his passenger airline in the Hudson River. And at 12 years of age, he succeeded in persuading his parents to let him learn to fly. Then, on Wednesday, March the 28th, 2012, Rory fell while playing basketball in school, and he cut his arm. Overnight, he became feverish, vomited, and developed a pain in his leg. His doctor advised 
that he go to the local medical centre where he was diagnosed with an upset stomach and dehydration. He was given fluids and painkillers and sent home. However, his condition grew worse. At the same time, results from blood tests that had been taken revealed that he was producing white blood cells at an, ab- an abnormal rate. And this suggested that he had a bacterial infection. The family were not told and the essential warning signs were missed by the doctors in the hospital. When Rory was taken back to the hospital, he was put into an intensive care unit. His condition deteriorated again, and on Sunday, April the 1st, four days after his school accident, Rory died from septic shock. His family were devastated. He was brought home to Ireland to be buried with his granny in Drogheda. Myself and Richard and Ted all attended the funeral. It was a deeply sad, tragic and moving celebration of a young life. But Kieran and Orla were not prepared to ignore the failings in the medical system. They established a foundation and sepsis, the legacy of Rory Staunton, and campaigned tirelessly to introduce Rory's regulations, new rules and regulations, and mandatory sepsis protocols to ensure that medical staff are trained to quickly recognise the symptoms of sepsis. Sepsis is the number one cause of deaths in hospitals across the USA. Every year, a quarter of a million people die from it. As a result of their efforts, it believed that Kieran and Orla Stanton and the foundation named after their son have saved over 16,000 lives in New York State alone. And their efforts to extend Rory's regulations stretched across the USA. So well done to Kieran and Orla. An inspirational response to a personal tragedy and a well-deserved recognition by an Octoron, Michael D. O'Higgin, for your efforts. And well done also to Belfast Sinn Féin. Last week saw a very successful Belfast People's Assembly in the waterfront hall. And it was a packed house to hear submissions from a range of individuals and groups, including community activists, academics, business people, anti-racist groups, and Gilgory. Over 100 written submissions were made, and the discussion was interesting, intense, informative, and positive. And the the aim of the Commission and indeed of the People's Assemblies, which are part of this, is to deepen the conversations on constitutional change and to encourage popular grassroots participation in the conversion of our island in the time ahead and to be part of the conversation, to be part of planning it. It's about people having their say on the future. Now, there was to be another People's Assembly in Letterkenny for the end of November, but following the dreadful accident at Chrysler that has been postponed to the new year. And other events are being planned and details of these will be released later. If you want to see what the Belfast event was like, Sinn Féin's Commission on the Future of Ireland have posted a video on the conference which includes all of the contributions and you'll get that by googling it or by going into uh, YouTube. So well done to all in 
involved. And by the way, be remiss of me now that we're talking about this, not to make some mention to the, the madness that's going on in Downing Street and the serial changes of British Prime Ministers and the nonsense and incompetence and just not caring that's underpinning all that we've seen developing in the recent time. Now, I believe firmly in the right of people to self-determination and I, I believe that that's one of our inalienable rights that, that we who live in this island should govern ourselves. And I have no doubt that we could do it far better than the glapes that are doing it, particularly in the north. And the other thing, of course, is if a government elected by the people of Ireland doesn't do the job, then at least at some point you can sack them if that's what you want. We can't do that with a London government. But having said that and having stressed our right to self-determination, if ever you wanted an argument for us to govern ourselves, just look up what's happening in London. Because here is, among all the nonsense, clear evidence of why they will never, ever govern in our interest, but only in their own and of the class that they represent. So here's looking forward to whoever takes up the role in uh, Downing Street, because that's one Prime Minister less and one Prime Minister closer to Irish freedom. Now, a little personal tale to finish off on. My mother, Annie, Annie Hannaway, to her own name, as they say in Belfast, gave birth to 13 of us. I'm the oldest. I, I often slag Paddy, my brother, as... My uncle Paddy, or indeed my oldest brother Paddy, but in fact I'm the oldest. And then came Margaret and Paddy and Dan and Frances and Liam and Jim and David and Sean and Brendan and Murra and Deirdre and Dominic. And I probably haven't named or listed them all here in proper chronological order. I, I rarely ever get anybody's birthdays right other, but it is hard to keep track with a large family. And we're now reduced to eight. Our brother Liam and sister Frances died in the past few years. David and Jim died at birth or shortly afterwards in 1956. And Sean's twin Brendan in 1958 again at birth or shortly afterwards. Thirteen children is a lot. Although back in the day it was quite common. It does mean if you think about it that my ma was pregnant for almost 10 years of her life. She died at age 67. Little wonder, given the trials and tribulations she endured. I don't recall much talk when I was younger about the babies who died, but my sisters do. They say my ma always mentioned them. I do know that David was called after our uncle, Davy Adams. Jim was after my uncle, Seamus Hannaway my mother's younger brother. Brendan is named after Brendan O'Rahalig, an old friend of my mother's and a long-time resident and activist until his death in Gidor in the Donegal Gaeltacht. Off and on in recent years, 
Some of us would mention trying to find out where our wee brothers were buried. We knew it was in Milltown Cemetery. We knew it was in the poor ground. But we couldn't get to the exact burial part because, of course, they were buried in unmarked graves along with many other little babies. Tom Hartley was very helpful along with the folks in the office at Milltown Cemetery in tracing possible graves. But we could only get a record for David and Brendan's burials. A record for Jim's burials couldn't be found. That was a few years ago and it was difficult to figure out how to get to the bottom of it all. And then the pandemic kicked in so not much progress was made during that time. After that, our Paddy and Sean redoubled their efforts. They scoured records of all kinds and got information about Jim's birth and death along with his brothers, but no trace of his burial spot. We were advised that sometimes babies were buried in little cardboard boxes. And the only explanation we could figure out was that the twins were buried in the same box. And that's what we settled for. That on a little headstone in their memory. To prove they existed, if only for a little time. And that they were not forgotten by their siblings. The gra mor ogin dovsha gulyar augusko joe. So our thanks to Paddy A, to Tom Hartley, Jerry Doherty, Jordan McKernan for their help, and to Cousin Patrick for the work on the headstone. And I'm going to finish with Sinead O'Connor and I'll tell me ma. So Sinead, remember there's only one more British Prime Minister until Christmas. So Amor Orov Gullier Tor Agi Ira Slan Ogus Bonakti Davesha.
Please won't you tell me who is she?